0: Welcome to the latest episode of It's Your World. I'm your host, Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Uptown Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Big Buckets Brown, <laughs> a.k.a. Dame Allen. No. Um, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I was able to attend the Sunday service here in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Mr. Kanye West, Chance the Rapper, um, in, in the the Sunday service choir, held it down. Um, I thought it was pretty dope, man. um... It was just one of those experiences that, you know, for the, for the weeks leading up uh, to this, well, last Sunday, um, I saw a lot of posts and everything about the Sunday services he was doing in uh, L.A. And then to come to Chicago and do one, I thought that was pretty dope. And uh, it was a great turnout randomly announced that he was going to do Sunday service here. Ended up being able to get online. Well, my girlfriend ended up getting online and getting the tickets for us. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is dope. I can't believe you did this. You're amazing. I love you and all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, man, really enjoyed it. I didn't um, I didn't think that the weather was going to hold up, but I feel like it didn't even matter. If it rained, if it <laughs> rained, uh, uh, rain. What is it? Rain, sleet, hell or snow? You know, whatever. Rain or shine, uh, uh, I was gonna be out there, just to experience that and enjoy myself. And it was funny though. I wanted to also let you um get this next episode. Uh, you know, I feel like it's it's been like a few weeks, and I just wanted. To put that out there that you know just because I don't post a new episode maybe maybe you can go back and listen to a few of the older ones find one that you like um, share it with friends uh, repost it if you're listening and you have a Twitter tweet the episode out if you if you're on Facebook repost it on Facebook you know if you if you're in the podcast and you and you hear something that you think you know somebody might be interested in or they might want to reach out to the person that's on the episode let them know that you know um that's uh, that's what it's about. Uh, I just wanted to first say thank you for all the support and everything, and then uh, I appreciate it. And it was just a great experience this past Sunday, and it it, it 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 rejuvenates you a little bit, gets you going. You know, you get around good people, good energy, good vibes. Everybody's excited to be there. Like that's that was a cool part about it. It was one of those situations when you had a place where everybody was just excited to be there. Everybody was excited to take it all in and you know, everybody had their phones out and everything and then you see people just like, you know what, I'm gonna put my phone down for a minute and then I'm just go, you know, turn up a little bit, like people dancing and everything and then it's all based around uh, religion, you know, it's all based around actual Sunday service in a way. And uh, I, I think um, I think it's an experience that a lot of people should have and if you get an opportunity Go out there and try to get the tickets to wherever, or, or go check it out. You know, I know it was random this past weekend here in Chicago, but yeah, man, it was pretty dope. But this week's guest is going into the episode. This week's guest is Paige Blair, um, local comic here in Chicago, Illinois. We met a few times on a few shows that we did at the Spoke Apartments for their residents. You know, we did like a little comedy showcase there, and I wanted to have him. Only because she's doing big things. She's doing shows after shows. She's performing at Zanies in Old Town and the Wonder Rosemont and everything. And I I thought that it would be cool to have her on the episode and just sit down and just talk comedy. And, you know, our processes and things like that. But with that said, make sure you subscribe and review, like the episode, make sure you repost it. Make sure you go to Facebook, check us out, and uh, like the page. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: Lots of stuff. I feel like every month there's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished a whole week at Old Town Zanies, uh, which was amazing and different. It was like a real taste of what it would be like to do this full time, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it was it was like 11 shows in seven days. So Saturday night, there were three shows. And it was harder than I thought it would be. Honestly, the hardest part was to just like not drink too much. <laughs> You have, like, open bar access. You're nervous, you know?
0: Dude,
1: (laughs) Miss Paige
0: blur. I have to show my respect because she's doing big things in Chicago comedy Uh right now. Um, Yeah, so don't get too drunk. Don't get too drunk. So basically, if you're going to do comedy full-time, you have to treat it like you're babysitting at a wedding reception.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not, I mean, but you get to be, like, the wild babysitter. You know, all the Kids want to hang out yourself. with, yeah. I mean, I think it's just trying to be professional, mm-hmm. even though you're in a nightclub on a Saturday night and drinks are free. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's that's the balance of I don't know trying to do it full time. Then it actually felt like work that night, you know. Whereas it's always <clears throat> it's different, just a different bar shows, different stages every night. It feels more just like a recreational activity, mm-hmm. but working at the same club seven nights in a row was... Uh, it was a new challenge, you know? Really? Different headliners, different crowds that aren't there to see you, mm. but you kind of have to adapt to what maybe you know they're there for. It was challenging, but it was big, and it was great. And, and earlier in the week, somebody was like, maybe, maybe you'll get discovered. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to get discovered, <laughs> you know? I don't know.
0: I think that, that the problem with that is... What is being discovered? Right.
1: Mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right? <laughs>
0: totally. That could be someone overhearing this podcast being played somewhere. Or right. that could be you doing a set, opening it up for somebody, but then where do you go from there?
1: Exactly. I could imagine, mm-hmm. I feel at this level, there might be like two jokes that could go viral, but then what if um, they just expect that all the, time. all the time? And they're like, she's not that good. I'm like, <laughs> oh, just give me some time, you know? <laughs> so I think it's better to, I, I don't know I'm glad to be here in Chicago and just having all these opportunities to perform and just get better and learn and mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know what getting discovered would really, what it would mean. I mean, to
0: me, like I said, that's why, like, you got to have, like, a lot of different things going. And I think it's about the material. Um, Like you said, you want to be as consistent as possible. Mm -hmm. But even then, like we were just talking about before, you have bad sets at Mm -hmm. open mics. You have bad sets at shows. Right. (laughs) So, uh, one thing I've done, I think, and I'm trying to stick to it, is i took this from an old podcast i heard i can't remember which one it was it was like you should write every day mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with comedy it was just like you mm-hmm. should write about your day and then you'll find funny stuff with this mm-hmm. so it's like if i write every day and i can find funny shit about mm-hmm. every day of my day just come at the end of the week come back to it and try to go through there and find some kind of premise mm-hmm. or whatever and get that going but while we're on material,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> do you do that at the same time of day every day? Or tr-
0: I'm trying to get into that. When in the morning? At night.
1: At night, okay. Usually, so
0: um, my main thing is just trying to come home and relax, mm-hmm. and then get the whole day off of you. Just you know, mm-hmm. shower, maybe eat a little bit, hang out, relax a little bit, and then maybe I mean. I, I'm I'm up late. Obviously, mm-hmm. up late at night, just writing and stuff. But you know, it's one of those things where um, you find yourself writing all the time. Mm-hmm. Then when you get into it, it's like, should I stick to that or no? It's it's a good habit to get into.
1: Absolutely. No, I think that that's something. At various points in my life, I was writing a lot more. I used to journal compulsively when I was a kid, and and now it seems like a lot less organized the writing. I'll, mine, i feel like my feeling my inspiration usually comes from just funny conversations that I have mm. with just people in my life and then I'll jot it down like on a little piece of paper. So it's really all over the place. Which is something I need to get better at, like just honing and focusing more. Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. not. <laughs> I think that probably yes though. <laughs> 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 just, I mean, just just <laughs> to be more polished, like just to you know, sometimes I feel like I'm just... I'll think of something and then try it that night, and it's exciting. And that's what makes it, like, really... That that was what was kind of hard about doing the same set or the same variation of a set 12 times, was just, I think, there's, like, the fear for me of saying something new is what makes it super exciting, And but you kind of have to deliver for the club. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're you're not really invested in what you're saying, the audience isn't either, so it's just really trying to figure that out but um do you write like on your I think also I have like five journals going right. a word doc of a, a, a whiteboard <laughs> notes in my phone I'm like I don't with him, I'm so organized, organized except sure. yeah
0: but I think that's one of the things for me is just getting into that habit of saying like when I was saying like don't get organized what I mean is like get a set time and, and I don't find myself on this just keep writing. Even if you make mistakes, just keep on writing. Yeah, and, like, don't worry about quotations. Stream of conscience. Just go mm-hmm. boom, 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 Right. And then come back and look at it and say, okay, I could take this piece, this piece, that piece. Or it could just be, I had a really fucked up day and this, that, and that, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Yeah. Well,
1: so you'll write the whole week and then revisit it on a weekend? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: To
1: do that. that. That's a good habit. Yeah. What about, like, does your dog try to your attention or your lady right. friend how, how do you set those boundaries cuz if my man friends around I'm like I'm performing for him you know I'm like let's talk you know <laughs> let's talk I want to I'll just make you laugh I don't need to write anything I down mean, the main
0: thing is with that is making sure you're putting your best foot forward <laughs> <with that. laughs> right and but and, do you just say
1: I'm going to go in this room for a little bit yep. and leave me alone yep
0: yeah just close the door or leave the door open, or my thing now has been, since I've seen Orange is the New Black, like, a million times, Mm -hmm. and my girlfriend's just now getting into it, she's just getting into it, she's just like, -hmm. she usually falls asleep, and it watches her, so I Mm -hmm. overhear that, so it's like, okay, this is when this happened, and and, and Mm -hmm. I'm just writing different stuff, and I'm, I'm used to having music but I think one thing that helps me with that is just like the conversational aspect of the show mm-hmm. maybe trying to put that into my stand up a little bit more or something like that um, I was thinking more so too lately is like should you be more theatrical should you be more animated on stage mm-hmm. or is it cooler to just calm one minute and mm-hmm. then the boom just go into it? It's like okay I'm back to this. like mm-hmm. I think that's cool and it gives people something to watch it gives mm-hmm. them something it draws a man
1: in yeah, I think I just performed uh, all week with Nate Galloway, and he has a very low register. He sits, and it's like it's interesting the way that uh, people had to they listened so much harder because he was quieter, mm-hmm. you know. But I think uh, my inclination is just to be like, Aah! you know, and 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 move around a lot and act up. I think it's just like whatever is really authentic to your persona. Right. Right. But I feel like we're all still figuring that out too. So. <clears throat> Sometimes you'll try and act out, and you're like, oh, that, I think that felt really weird. That's the thing, too. Yeah, I like, think.
0: Like, is, is it like, it's going to feel dumb. Right. It's going to feel stupid. Mm-hmm. Or another thing is, um, when we're talking about, like, influences and stuff, one thing I've noticed is to become more realistic with myself, mm-hmm. and that means... Um, being okay with realizing that you do dumb shit mm-hmm. if that makes sense, or you've right. done, done things. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've watched uh, <laughs> some show on Netflix, it's called On oh My Block, I think that's what it's called, shout out to them. But this cast is made up of all these kids, and they're playing like 8th graders, like 7th and 8th graders, or high school, freshman year in high school. But I look at the cast, they're like 23, 31, or mm-hmm. like 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch this, and I'm saying to myself, like, maybe i was that spastic as a kid mm-hmm. you know or even like you say you write compulsively maybe we were spazzy mm-hmm. oh like, yeah <laughs> and it had nothing to do with um things going on around us but that that's just who you are mm-hmm. when you're 12 13 years old you know but you didn't care about it then somebody you care now mm-hmm. about it, if that makes sense
1: yeah that totally makes sense I feel like when I was little, I had just boundless energy, mm-hmm. and it was, I had like no, I could never get enough attention mm-hmm. from, so I remember like, you know, like you had your best friend or whatever, and you'd hang out with their family, I was just like constantly hamming it up for them, you know, and just, it's just, it's dumb to me that it took this long to realize I wanted to do comedy, <laughs> it's just like what I was doing all along, it's just, it just never occurred to me that I could do it, but. Yeah, I don't know, I think, do you, yours, yours is kind of like, I feel like your style is pretty like intellectual and like philosophical and, Like, like, okay. I mean, from what I remember, you know, at the, right. at the spoke a, shows, you know. And
0: that's what I was thinking too, it was like, it was like Paige is totally different from me in a way, mm-hmm. but then again, it's a different
1: perspective too. Right. Oh, it, yeah, <laughs> well, we, yeah, we have lived completely different, li- lived and lived completely different lives.
0: And I'm like, well, can we? Are you going to spend a lot of time talking about her material? I I think I remember. And this is the thing is, this is what was interesting to me about doing the spoke shows with you, um, Liz,
1: Tad, Irene, right,
0: and Ben. It was another female comic that was on the bill with us. I think the second time, and I had never met her before. Mm -hmm. But did you feel like some kind of competition (laughs) to like between y'all the ladies?
1: No, not generally. Um, you mean just because we both had a similar style or right. something? Right, and it's, just
0: like, it's like, talk about guys trying to approach you, or you mm. had a boyfriend that did uh-huh. this dumb thing, and this is hilarious, all this <laughs> so like uh-huh. like family and stuff like that. Like I feel like it's, it would seem way easier for y'all to approach that family style, oh, and like yeah. those different dynamics, that right. relationship that you have with family too.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting question. I don't remember who you're talking about, but no, I didn't feel threatened by that person. I think, like, um, this last Sunday, I had to follow Maddie Weiner, and okay. it was, like, that was... That was a... Hard. <laughs> She's it just so up, good. It was, up, like... Reading. It was, like, it was just... It felt like putting, like, a rookie up against, like, Michael Jordan. I mean, and it's, like, I'm confident in myself, but I'm, like, she is, like, a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? She is, like, Space Jam. Like, yeah.
0: that's why i remember that night because it was like us all and then like because we have done this book show before it was like yeah this is us and everything but yeah just to follow i think i want to put myself in that position to follow a heavyweight and then
1: just (laughs) do you (laughs) though i was almost just like why would you do that to me you know like Cause it was just, it was, and it was like, they were still like muttering about how amazing she was the crowd. And then the host like said my name and I'm like, well, hi, you know, like, oh no, I, she's incredible. Like she, I, I was like, why are you still going to college? Just like, just get your neck special out already. Um, I love her. No, but I think that's interesting. Cause like, I do talk pretty candidly about like my family trauma and, <laughs> uh, like I talk really explicitly about sex. And I was thinking about... There's other things I want to talk about. Like, I really love hip-hop, for example. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why don't I... That, to me, for some reason, is scarier to talk about on stage. Well, it's a cultural
0: thing. Yeah. And and I think... You're only two years in. Like, you just told me. Yeah. I wow.
1: I know. Well, let's edit that part out, then. (laughs) I'm 20 years in.
0: (laughs) It's not even that. It's just this idea that, you know... I think it's, it's okay to say I am figuring things out oh, for of course, myself yeah. on stage and in life, period.
1: <laughs> yeah. It just
0: happens Exactly. That way. But um, maybe that's some material that you take a risk.
1: Right? Maybe. I think because that would be, I don't know, yeah, what, like, what's, <laughs> it's... It's, I think, partly just because I think I just have to acknowledge that, like, as a white woman who lived, grew up in the suburbs, it's just like I'm aware of how fucking lame that is, even though know I know. Mean? But there's just like, it's just like been this appeal to me my whole, you know, like, since I was in middle school, I'm, and I just need to figure it out. I don't know, what's something that like scares you too much to talk about?
0: Um, it's, it's, dude, if I were to go on my notebook, and just go through all the old stuff. Like I've talked about sex. I've talked about relationships. I've talked about <clears throat> racism. Mm-hmm. I've talked about... It's not really too afraid. I'm more so maybe... Um, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I've talked about a lot of different things, but not to the point where it's polished material, if that makes sense. Sure sometimes it's just mentioning something They're riffing on that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even say like maybe this is going to be like the most drastic example. Uh, I did a, a, a riff on uh, Mindhunter and I think they had Manson on there or something mm-hmm. like that and I was going into like mental illness and like mm-hmm. the idea that you know maybe but it wasn't too crazy or something but, but as you said well, as a white woman in hip-hop mm-hmm. like, as a black man talking about a fucking serial killer mm-hmm. go later, mm-hmm. that could be some Touchy stuff that can right. be taboo, you know. Sure. Um, I just, I feel like some stuff you'll get to it when you get there.
1: Right, right. I think that part of it too is that a lot of, you know, when I think about bits I have about dick pics, for example, you know, there's a lot of female comics that talk about dick pics mm-hmm. and male comics. It's like a premise that I've seen covered on stage oh, enough that about. I think I felt and, and permission to put my take on it. Yeah. But when I want to talk about like CrossFit or like having good credit, nobody fucking talks about that. And it's sort of scarier because I haven't seen comics, you know, and and I think talking about things that are positive too on stage break the norm of what comedy I've seen in terms of people be really self-deprecating so much like I'm broke, my life sucks, I'm a loser, you know, and I don't want to, it's. It's trickier to talk about being like things are going good, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then the audience, like, has an animosity towards you. it's Funny, it's funny Yeah, that's that's the thing too. That's the part about being a comic too is being able to play on the audience, play on their feelings about certain things, their emotions. But you want to draw a lot of stuff out of them. Right. But um, totally. And I think. That's one thing for me, too, is just mm-hmm. my focus early on has been being a break from other comics, if that makes sense. Yeah. So maybe bringing mm-hmm. a certain perspective that you, you you try to focus on being so unique mm-hmm. It's like okay, bro,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're not doing it. It's not funny. Or mm-hmm. um, my idea is just to make it as conversational as possible.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, it's like you want to be unique in your delivery, your persona, your identity, but then you also need to be able to relate to the audience Mm -hmm. so that they find humor in, they can, they understand the experience that you're describing, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, that's the line that's tricky to, or they just, or I guess if they like you enough, and they believe in is, who and, you and, are.
0: And that's what I get from you, which I'm sure is like, I actually believe this shit. Uh, what's it been like just to realize that I am actually a comic for you?
1: That's funny. Um, it's actually been like two years exactly that I just, because I was a poet before this. I mean, I still am, but like that was my goal and focus was to be a poetry professor. So, but a lot of my, poems were just really funny, well, I thought they were funny, or during readings, I was just having fun setting them up, so it was, like, two years ago when I just realized, like, this was, like, the blend of two, because it's writing, but poetry, like, takes a really long time to come out, and, like, there's no visual aspect of it, there's no, like, you don't know who's reading it or who's not, but when you see an audience, you're, like, there they are, and they're laughing, or they're not, and out, but, um, I think that, hmm, I guess, what's it like to realize that I'm that? I guess in a way, also in a, almost in a dangerous way, I was like, when, I first, when it first started really picking up for me, I was like, this is my purpose on the planet, you know, like, this is who I am. And then there were times where I'm like, what if I stop doing this, then who the fuck am I again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And my friend was like, "That's you're, It's not who you are. It's just something you do." And what you know, I don't know if like I'm. I know sometimes comics quit, and it's like, "What's that like?" You know, like.
0: <laughs> I think that was that's one of the things where when you were saying earlier about how sometimes just being funny is a coping mechanism. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is, and just having something to say. And like for me, I felt like in a way, um, I've always had to deal with that. Almost, I don't want to say duality of life, but like the idea of just being okay. Like you're supposed to just be an athlete. That's always or being in mm-hmm. that box. Like I said, I don't want to say that, but that's what people are saying. It's cliche in this box um, of just being an athlete. This is what you do. Um, this is this can become who you are, mm-hmm. and I never wanted it to be that. Mm-hmm. And as I can remember. Early on, it was, like, I can remember, like you said, trying to find ways to, like, stand out. or Like, I just hammered it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just being the kid, just just weird-ass dance moves Mm -hmm. at a talent show or just one You were in the talent show? Dude, I remember. What? It wasn't necessarily a talent show. It might have been, like, an assembly in, like, grade school. And I remember just breaking out into the running man. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) Not the new one, but the old
0: school one. got there from like Fresh Prince and so I thought that was so mm-hmm. cool um,
1: that was when you knew right. you were a comic <laughs> <laughs>
0: not, so, not so much it still took me a while to actually formally sit down and be able to say okay I want to say whatever I want to say mm-hmm. um, but I like I said you always have like some something governing your your Mental and in your body in a way. Sometimes you can only take in certain things. You're only allowed to. And we do that every day. We had like banned books in different places, or like mm-hmm. for me, it was you know you represent a university, so you want to look. The
1: Were you far. a college athlete? Yeah. Okay. Look Good up for you. Far.
0: You know, just you represent the team. Uh, you can't tweet this. You can't tweet that. Mm-hmm. You can't say this and all that stuff. And even then, I would just like try to push the boundaries a little mm-hmm. bit, but not too far. But even right. enough to like somewhat have people be like, "Hey, you kind of a leader." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, kind
1: of a free thinker in a way. Mm-hmm. You try to
0: do that, but you know. Yeah, it, I think that's where I found myself now with podcasting and doing stand up is just being able to sit down and have conversations with different mm-hmm. people. Um, yeah, I know you mentioned you know your love for hip hop uh-huh. and everything. Where does that come from? What? what how does Young Page <laughs> just relate to a Wu Tang album? Yeah.
1: yeah, well, it wasn't Wu Tang to begin with. It was like, remember that Mo Money, Mo Problems" video? Wow. That was like, I remember like
0: thinking that was amazing because I thought
1: it was. Dope too. <laughs> it was. You thought it was amazing too. I remember like. My mom used to work until, like, I don't know, 6 or something. So I would come home after school and, like, just eat a ton of food. And watch music videos on MTV. Watch, like, the spring break. Watch Real World. Yeah, like, watch 12 people try to change in a tiny car, you know, and just be like, they're so sexy. And I remember that video came came on and just being like, what is this? You know, they're, like, in the golf cart. Mm -hmm. And then it just, like... I think like the I don't exactly know what it was, but it was just like the, the the swag, the confidence, the like in your fucking face, you know. It just I felt like totally in love with it, and I, I think in, in a lot of ways, and I've been writing about it. For me, is like it's like a self esteem vitamin. Like it helps me like feel empowered. Helps me, and that's what's kind of dumb about it to be like I'm the shit, I'm the shit, and you're like. No, you're driving a Ford Focus <laughs> and to therapy, <laughs> you know, like. But
0: That's the bit. That's yeah. Like, <laughs> Hip hop made me feel like this, but now I right. realize I'm like this. <laughs> right.
1: But I think that it's like I think that in a way maybe rappers are also saying it so that they believe it so that it becomes true, you know? In a way, yeah.
0: Sometimes but I think. <laughs> um, who was it that I had on? Um, God damn it. I could see Saint James. Oh yeah. <laughs> he won
1: the tomato throw last night.
0: <laughs> Love St. James. He that, he's like, One of the things about comedy is, man, you know, you got just sometimes you gotta lie to yourself. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're
1: right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally. <laughs> like this is this is gonna get him tonight. Right. And then it does it. And you're like <laughs> maybe another night. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time on the way to shows I am listening to like whatever hip hop tracks that make me feel good in that moment. Because you have to the audience can, like, smell insecurity. And what's what's hilarious about it is we're some of the most insecure humans on the planet. And we, uh, we like, go to a stage to act like we're not, to trick ourselves and the crowd that we're confident. And it's just... It's hilarious. <laughs> but, but in a way, too, I think, like, I kind of believe in the universe if you just say something out loud enough times with enough feeling, it becomes true. So I feel like rappers who talk about it bef- their fame, like Jeezy was always like I'm gonna be the next Elvis, I'm huge, I'm huge and then it happened, well yeah. whether or not you like Jeezy so. yeah, I mean, But like,
0: <laughs> hip hop legend yeah. young Sous- Gerald sports, uh, <laughs> but like I think that's a funny thing to bring up because I've been focusing on this idea of like culture mm-hmm. and like really trying to figure out where everyone I've spoken to finds their place in Mm-hmm. Um, for maybe a couple of years ago, I had a young lady who teaches at our, our university, our alma mater, and she's like, well, the culture was one thing as a student, and it's totally different as a um, teacher now. Mm-hmm. Um, what about for you as an individual and now as a comedian or a comic? Like, mm-hmm. what, is, what is it like for you finding your place in that this whirlwind or chaos mm-hmm. we call culture where you mm-hmm. have, like you said, there is hip-hop over here. It's like, well, I'm not supposed to like that. It's like, mm-hmm. I am a little bit insecure, but I love being on stage. So right. what is it like for you now? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, to be honest, like, the reason and what really compelled me to get into comedy in the first place was right after Trump got elected, oh. and I was so just hurt by all the white women who voted for him, and I was like, What? the fuck is wrong with us? Like, I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in, like, a pretty much all-white school. Just, like, was very, you know... I mean, my parents are, like, probably... And let's not even go there. But, like, I just mean, like, I am Very aware of my whiteness, Mm, you know, and and like we appreciate that, yeah, for sure. And the ways that white women specifically propagate white supremacy and and are in a danger to certain populations by just
0: unbeknownst to themselves,
1: unbeknownst to themselves, like we're just, we're just like, I would
0: give them a bit of a doubt, but it's okay, it's just like you gotta know know how this is coming off,
1: right? But it's just like mortifying. (laughs) I mean, when I think about things. like I have probably said or done or you know what I mean it's like it's just like that's an audience that I would love to be able to connect with and kind of do in any small part a way to make them less um, oblivious or entitled or dangerous or just annoying to the whole world you know and and so it's interesting because it's like not an easy topic that Because it's supposed to be light, it's supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be humorous, and like, it's easy to make jokes about white women, and a lot of people do, but like, it's, that's like my ultimate goal, is to like, especially like people my mom's age, you know what I mean? Like, they need, (laughs) they need lessons, you know? And that's
0: that's (laughs) the thing, too, that's really, I remember just having, I did, and my mom was just like, well... Some of it, like I can hear her laugh, like I know, you know your mom's laughable. right? Like, yeah, I know her laugh. it's like, well it was laughable. It was like, But you was just cracking up. It was like maybe she's doing that to motivate me more mm-hmm. to try and reach that demographic right. in a way too. And, and and even though they're total counterparts, you're talking about older black women and mm-hmm. older white women, mm-hmm. the idea is that um can for me, can you make something or can you write something that touches both of those groups right
1: exactly well and that's the thing is like hitting on something that's universally human despite if you're an old white woman or an old black woman but um and and I think that in some ways I lean a lot on my just personality and like just kind of like endearing you know trying to be really warm and gracious and like use that to try to get them to like me enough to then listen to what I'm gonna say Mm -hmm. and not pull back too hard if I say something kind of like painful mm-hmm. you know but that's like the life's work I think you know I'm well aware that I like don't quite have the nuance yet to like debunk racism or
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I do is like sometimes that's like that's what keeps your material going it's right cases. sure I, I know for me that was the thing that I would kind of lean on it's like okay bro you gonna have a whole career you just doing right. like race jokes and that might be attainable Mm -hmm. but then again there's some people who've come before you that have done it way better (laughs) than you but that's what i mean about being realistic with yourself sometimes and where you're at
1: right and like what you're ready for like I love to imagine doing like a Dahlia Hall, you know? But if I had that next week, would I be ready, ready? for it? Ready? No.
0: Sometimes you have to be realistic with yourself too. In right. Because This is like, I ask you about zanies, and for mm-hmm. me, it's like, dude, can you do the 10 minutes as a mm-hmm. do you do you have that in you right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think i can do it great but that's the tuesday show i don't know about the whole weekend for yeah right <laughs> like so yeah but, but, well the
1: tuesday show is just six right. six clean you got that <laughs>
0: right so Ooh. that's the thing is like if you get to that point and you say to yourself i can do that i can do this so, All right. you can do six minutes clean material all right, well, then you have to get into that next level where it's like, okay, I need to do what you say, seven shows, and, mm-hmm. uh, 11, um, shows eleven shows in seven, in seven days, days.
1: <laughs> ten to twelve minutes
0: <laughs> it's like, for like, right, sold out right? crowds, and you're right. just. It's tricky. And, I think, and an open
1: bar? Get out of here.
0: I mean, I feel like <laughs> you're, you're always on this high, this euphoria right. after a good set. <clears> and if you yeah. do well, and sometimes you it's not even about doing well. you got a sold-out crowd. That's what, 200 people laughing at your jokes? Mm-hmm. It's going to feel like you killed. Mm-hmm. It
1: is, also feels like if it, it goes the other way. If you're getting crickets, <laughs> it feels like you should probably kill yourself. <laughs>
0: I would to go that far.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like. It can take you down, like...
0: A couple of notches. Oh, for sure.
1: It's hard to bounce back after that, too. Like, to do a second show after you feel like you... Like, I wouldn't say Sunday was, like... I would say they were soft bombs. The first one was a soft bomb, and it was, like, to rally and be like, oh, my God, I have to do that again. <laughs> you know, or, like, what am I going to change? How am I going right. to do it differently, you know? and And what to expect from a crowd and whatever. But, yeah...
0: I, I what, what is it like for you recalling those terrible moments on mm. stage? I know you say you're figure out how to get back up there again, but right. when you do find what changes, and does it open up for you as you go through? Like you get to your stride in the next couple of shows, or you know? yeah,
1: I think that it's sort of. I mean, there's like the grace I'll grant myself that you know I'll, what I'm doing is challenging to put yourself out there and be that vulnerable on stage that many times for in front of that many people and talk about the stuff that I talk about but I think that it's just like you know armoring yourself in terms of like what do you really need to do well like you need to feel super prepared you know or like the days that I am really social earlier in the day I feel like I've already kind of expended my energy so the days where I'm just like in my house quiet <clears throat> have my set list like really clearly laid out about how it's gonna go. Or just in the green room, it was also, there were like a lot of folks, you know, coming in and out, a lot of people that work at Zaney's, a lot of like the headliners' partner, and it's just too much like chatter. And so, you know, if that means being kind of antisocial and like pulling myself away and just putting my headphones on and being quiet, and if that's what it takes for me to be able to do well, then I need to make sure I do those things because it's not, you don't have to be, it's just about making sure when you get up, you're ready to like do it. And so, I guess if anything they're just like learning experiences like what what was going on with me that made that not go well right. you know or like was I not prepared enough or did I not did I try a riff that was too risky and it too early like a lot of times I still don't have like a solid opener mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm always just trying a different opener which is just so so reckless because <laughs> because that's just what they how they make that first impression of you you know right. When your opener does well, they're just like, oh, thank God, she can do it. Uh, we can just relax now, but
0: I don't <laughs> she, she can make them laugh. At least she can make them
1: laugh. Yeah, yeah. Or the audience is just like, okay, we submit. Like, we trust you, but if they don't at first, ooh, it's hard to get that back.
0: Dude, and that's the thing, too, about <clears throat> mics that I enjoy is um, just being able to do an open mic and then, like, everybody gets comfortable with you doing mm-hmm. the mic, and then <clears throat> the last couple of weeks at Riddles... Oh, uh, right before Alan and I had that, she had a show at DZ Comedy or DZ Records, and he recorded a special. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I started doing my clothes at first, just just to just to just to see if I can do it. I'm like, uh-huh. damn, you got this. You can do this. You know. Um, yeah. And again, like you said, and then I, I don't like. I'm like. Like you say, you get that confidence. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too Oh, my God, (laughs) yeah. They just do that. But that's one of the things I've been doing is to to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to put that opener, I mean, put that closer first and just kill it and then Mm -hmm. just try to go from there. Mm -hmm. And then you do realize, like, but then again, that could just be a way that you do your set.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I don't know if that's going to make the big butts, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's... It's such a like pick your own adventure every night, you know, like sometimes I know what I want to talk about and then I'll get up there and I'm like kind of surprised by, I don't know if you have any jokes where you just automatically launches you into a bit that maybe there's jokes. I'm like, don't tell that joke ever again. And I'll still do it. Like I'll still get up there and like, I'll start the segue and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, and then you can't stop now. now. You're already two lines into the bit, but, um. I think that that's that's bold to switch the closer out. If anything, it just can throw you off, you know?
0: And that's the thing I wanted to get a feel for, like, how would I feel if, say, you just forgot and just, mm-hmm. just forget <clears throat> you say, just mm-hmm. boom, just mm-hmm. gonna say that one. Mm-hmm. oh shit, now what? Mm-hmm. Can you pick yourself up and mm-hmm. keep going? Mm-hmm. Or even if you are doing a show like that, I think one thing comics probably after you would want you to do is keep the crowd, at least at a certain level, sure. so that when you come out, when they come out after you... They can just keep on going. Sure, but, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, I don't know if if you host, do you host much? No. No. Hosting host it once. Yeah, hosting is fun and and challenging at the same time. Like I hosted a top 10 a couple weeks ago that I was like startled by how well it was going. <laughs> you know, I was like this is unreal. Like they just were there to have a good time. They were like the ideal audience. It was like pretty full and it was sort of It almost did this reverse panic because I knew that I was setting the other comics up to go well, to do well, but then I also was like, but I could also just totally fuck this up right now, you know? And and then it was just because some of my material is kind of dark or like you don't want to talk about your dad leaving you and then be like, And here's your next comic, Jordan, give it a friend You know, it's like it's just which is more or less what I did. But
0: like this was like bro never again and it was like oh, really and i was like only because i had to realize you know when you're a host your job is not to be funny your mm-hmm. job is to set the other comics up to do to well to yeah, yeah. You, know, you don't have to go up there and kill the crowd yeah. just get them giggling a little bit yeah and, even, and that's when you can do a little bit of that dark stuff and it's just like oh right. like, hopefully the next motherfucker that come up here says something uh-huh. makes me laugh <clears> you know?
1: i know so,
0: like, the yeah. first time I did is like, dude, you can't go into, you can't describe my materials. Like, my bad, dude. I've only been doing a comedy uh, six months. Sorry. Right, <laughs> right, right, right.
1: Wait, you you introduced him by saying?
0: One, like, a, a like You, like, were, like, story. a
1: detail about him. Right. Yeah. And
0: then he's like, but I got to joke about that. You I know. know I, like? I did that
1: last night with Chris Higgins. I was, he was the last Comic-Con Tomato Throw, and I was like, he just got back from Denver, and I'm like, ooh, and I hope he's not about to talk about mm-hmm. that, because yeah. then I just <laughs> stole his thunder, but here he is. He's awesome. Exactly. He'll be fine. No matter what, exactly. you know?
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's a that's a tricky thing. I do think hosts can be funny though. I think the crowd wants a host to be likable and funny man. and entertaining. Like because crowd do you, I don't know, crowd work is one of my favorite things to do. That's
0: a challenge that I think yeah. I'm gonna try and yeah just venture out. Right. I, I do it like subtly, just so right. Like, just wanna have different bits and I'm like, oh new reaction. When I thought this side of the road, I'm gonna like uh-huh group of people, right. whatever it is, depending on who they are, what they look like to me. But, right, yeah. Um, I haven't ventured off into, on the, off the deep end, I think, yeah. uh, I don't know if you know Andrew Schultz, he did uh-huh. a whole,
1: yeah. like, 40 crowd work special, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's pretty yeah. impressive, dude. Yeah, totally. That was one of the, I mean, maybe, that was one of the challenges for me at Zany's Old Town, was like, you really can't see the crowd at all. Mm-hmm. You can hear them, but like, there's no visual to play off of. And a, a lot of my act, I think, is going in and out of material with the crowd. So it'll be like something, a real joke, and then some riff with a crowd and then bounce back in. But it, that, that wasn't really possible there. And it's sort of, that's like the momentum that kept it going, where I could get dark, and then we'd all laugh at somebody doing something dumb. And then I could get dark again, and they'd forgot, you know? But if it's just like, they're like, they, you wear them down. Like, they needed that moment of, like, levity. So I guess it's just, like, reflecting after the fact and being like, well, I hope Zanies will have me back for another week, <laughs> and probably not for, like, a few more months, you know? So and and I'm just us. hoping, like, I'll be better. I'll be a stronger comic. I'll be more X, Y, and Z.
0: And I think that's the thing, too, is, like, do you put a lot of pressure on yourself up there?
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, people are like co-signing your talent. Like, they're those people bought twenty-eight-dollar tickets, drinks. Like, I'm just a feature, but it's still like I'm the headliner is expecting me to set them up to do well. You know, like no headliner wants to come out to like a feature that just bombed. You know, that's I mean they should be good enough to get them back anyways, but still, you know. So, yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself. I mean, the whole thing, it's a lot of pressure.
0: Yeah, and then, and so for me, my focus has been more so on trying to relax a little bit more before sure. I go up. Because you're already up there, like, what am I going to do? Like, you got right. that. Right. Oh, yeah, antsy, nervous like, energy. you like, antsy, anxious to get up there. And then, I think, for me, is to work on that balance of getting myself level-headed before I go Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be too high. I don't want to I'd rather be in right. the middle and then decide what i want to do from sure. there. Sure. Um,
1: I have a question for you. Go Do you feel at all, I was just talking to my therapist about this, like pre, like, when you played sports, were there rituals you did before the game that you borrowed to do for stand-up, or do you think, like, also there's that, when you're in the moment and you're playing, you're not thinking at all, which is, I feel like the best sets that I have are when I'm so in the moment, I, like, am not in any way shape or form in my brain which is like when i would play sports the same way like i could do things i'm like how the fuck did i do that you know (laughs) but for me it's
0: been to not take too much of those rituals and then don't take too much of that pre-game type mm-hmm. of like mentality superstition
1: kind of because or yeah. just
0: the whole the, i don't say i always say superstition or anything. not because i don't like yeah of course i used to do this i used to wear tape remarks i used to always put the same thing mm-hmm. always, like, every game and i was actually talking to my co-worker about this for some mm-hmm. reason Actually, I know why Tommy Harris is one of my favorite players. Uh-huh. And he would wear the nasal strip with Psalms, uh, the Bible verse on his nasal strip. Cool. And I would just do it because I thought it was cool. I was like, no, this actually helps. This makes me breathe better. You know, right. I can edit everything I want to. But anyway, yeah. I don't want to take that mentality of like go out there and like fuck people up, like, up, <laughs> up on stage because it's a totally different environment. Is it though? It is very
1: different. I mean, it's different. On the field, but isn't the field in a stage you're performing. You played football, I assume.
0: Very different environment. Yeah, okay. Now. Tell me different. how. <laughs> when you go on stage, the crowd is kind of there to enjoy themselves. Right. When you're playing <laughs> at Boise State <laughs> yeah. on the Blue Turf, uh-huh. where uh, it's like, oh no, I'll take that back. Now, I don't even want to tell that story, but when you are playing at the, what is it, the Gator Bowl okay. in Florida, uh-huh. <laughs> opening week of uh-huh. the season, yeah. with 110,000 people uh-huh. over the top of you, that is totally different than going to a comedy club. Interesting. There's <laughs> a lot more hostility in that yeah. Gator Bowl than it is sure. at the comedy club.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a comic, you probably don't want that type of hostility. Right.
1: <laughs> totally. One well, of my... Uh, like, really, my, one of my ex-partners was, like, played football also, and I remember him talking about, like, pre-game just being like, I'm gonna fucking break their knees. Like, it, <laughs> like it was, like, so, but in the same way, it's, like, before a show, I'm, like, we use, like, really violent verbs also to say when you do well and you're gonna, like, I'm gonna fucking
0: murder. But it's totally, <laughs> totally different Yeah, than, like... Yeah, so yeah. totally, That mentality is totally different. Yeah, but it's it's around. I would say, let's say the action is similar.
1: <laughs> right.
0: The action is similar. Right, right. It's not
1: you versus the crowd, but it is like you kind of overpowering them. I feel like with yourself.
0: Yeah. And that's what I enjoy mostly about the way or my style of comedy is that I want to work with the crowd and have uh-huh. them with you in a way. Right. Um, but. <clears throat> it is always reassuring when you get that ooh, ooh, right like, to the joke and then you can go into, like you said, the crowd uh-huh. and stuff totally. like that. Oh, totally. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Like that. Totally. But, uh, yeah, that you just yeah. put me in a totally
1: different headspace. No, <laughs> I don't. I'm, I mean, I guess for me, yeah, it's, it's like I don't know. I'm really competitive. So I think that it's, it's interesting for me to think about like what I used to do or like when I would kick into like a gear that is hard for me to access, like what it took to get there. And if I could, you know, bend things to try to get into that for comedy too. Um, because it did make me feel like you have to be so like bloated with self power thoughts, You know, but I, my, like, I didn't play contact sport, so that's a big difference. So, like,
0: it's a, like, Mm. you get a release in a way, so it's like, pent up, you pent up in a stand. you're like, okay, well... Uh, if he goes this way, I got to do this. If he goes that way, I got to do this. But if he goes that way and I see this and I have to do this, like you mm-hmm. think about all these different things and then you get to the point where you've done it repetitively so sure. many times. Yeah. So maybe when I do do a show, when I do, what, uh, 11 shows in seven, mm-hmm. in seven days, mm-hmm. I might get to that point yeah. where it's like automatic for me. But yeah. for now, it's, it's like I don't even want to get there yet. Right, right.
1: <laughs> I will say, like, at, at the Comedy Bar, the tomato Throw Show, you know, sometimes the person who gets the least tomatoes wins 75 The person who gets the most tomatoes, like the loser of it all, gets still gets $25. Mm-hmm. So it's the people in the middle who really have nothing to gain. But sometimes when someone knows that they've already, you know, surpassed the minimum, then they just fucking go the opposite direction and they're antagonizing the crowd because they want them the to platform. throw it at it. You know, and it's like... That's kind of fun too to feel. I have some jokes about like men being sexually inadequate, you know, and like I can feel them turn on me. I feel like a bad wrestler. Like, they're I don't like, laugh. Yeah, the heel, you, they're know, like you know, <laughs> or like sometimes in the crowd, men will be like, Jesus, you know, <laughs> and like that kind of, I kind of get a kick out of that, you
0: okay, know. A whole man here, here, like some <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> right. I'm but like, just watch a video, like, you can please your woman. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I, think, I
0: think the main thing is like, just. Yeah, I don't know. You've you sparked my interest a little bit more with that. I
1: don't know. Because that's the thing too and maybe that was where I went wrong on Sundays. like, I just in my brain was like, Maddie's better than me. You know, like, and that was maybe a really faulty mentality into going into it. You know?
0: Well, I will say this though. A lot of the times very few times in college where was in a situation where was like, um, maybe uh, this team thinks that uh we're better than them and i think that helps me a lot with this idea mm-hmm. of being able to work with comics and mm-hmm. then not so much work against them as far as following or even at open mics because i know right. person's like um you know certain names are gonna do well mm-hmm. at the mic if, you, if you go to enough of them mm-hmm. and you have to find out where you are in comparison to them, but not so much to the point where you're letting that take over right. your entire set. Right. Totally.
1: And that's like an important lesson I think I learned just, you know, maybe I shouldn't have watched her set. Like, I, I shouldn't have let that thought creep in in the first place. You know, I should have been like, this isn't, and that's maybe like a thing about female comics that's a little bit weird. Back to your, you know, spoke comment is that like, there's like this scarcity complex there's only one spot for a woman, so it's like, you know, we have both have really sexually related jokes and it's like just it's an that's an interesting thing. But I think I don't know, like I, I don't even like running, but I will run if there's someone I'm chasing, you but know?
0: The thing is, <laughs> that y'all all killed right. <laughs> but we
1: were on the same team. We were on team Have a Good Show at Zanies, right. you know.
0: Well <laughs> then y'all killed and and they really did pretty well. Yeah. And then it was just the guys trying to figure out where they fit in. But, like, uh. I like the part about that is that they're yeah. all different types of comedy.
1: Totally. Those so, shows yeah. are so fun. I always feel like it'd be a great... You should do a live podcast recording on that Spoke stage mm-hmm. because that room is so Jay Leno-y <laughs> night. With
0: the lights yeah. and
1: shit.
0: <laughs> I think uh, I took a picture and I put it as my profile picture. for a mm-hmm. while. I'm like, that will be a dope comedy special pic. It
1: really is. I regret not recording that last set because it was perfectly set up for people to, to go in and out of crowd because they were so, it was so close you can see you yeah.
0: not like at some clubs you can't even see right. all you can see is a bright light and if you get too close to the stage you might fall off yeah shit.
1: exactly <laughs> Does it ever weird you out? I know your partner was there. I think for both of those, yeah, she when you making, can you make she, eye contact with her? Like in the state, and in the crowd.
0: She recorded most of it, so most of the time, like her face was <laughs> the phone. Was okay, but you know, it's cool to talk about some of this stuff, like. Our like, but is about our relationship uh-huh. but, like the house, <laughs> and I, I like the fact that it's something that we agree on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I did do one set, my mom was there, and she heard me say a joke, and she was like, "That's not true!" Like, yeah, it is. It uh uh-huh. really
1: true. Interesting.
0: But it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, it's weird to me that like, um, I'm more comfortable sometimes doing shows when nobody who actually knows me it's is bad. there. Of course. It's a lot more comfortable. Even though you know, I, I think like before my man friend will come to one. I'm like, I'm gonna do these jokes. This is the punchline. Are you okay with that? Just because I just want to like really respect, you know, like our privacy for and being. It's like comedians have no semblance of that, and we're just like, you <laughs> yeah, fuck so much. I, don't I, don't think, I, I don't think it's like,
0: we have no semblance. It's a way to let people in, but not let them all in. Yeah, uh, and for me. Um, just being able to get on stage and sometimes just work something out mm-hmm. um with somebody in the crowd it's mm-hmm. cool because it can just be like yeah that wasn't this or that wasn't that that wasn't mm-hmm. what you thought it was gonna come out to be sure. um but I, I do show you on that sometimes it is best to just be like let loose almost in right. a way like um Compared to our puppy, like dude mm-hmm. just goes wow we're not at home, but then when mm-hmm. we are, he's chill as fuck. So I, I definitely get where you're coming from with that.
1: Right, and I think like yeah. you know the comic, just like just just so many factors. You know the club that you're at, mm-hmm. the Booker if he's there or not or she usually it's he, but you know the other comics that are on the lineup, the kind of rapport you have with them, all those things. Um, but I think the goal is to be consistent, regardless really? of all those factors, and because then you're that strong in yourself that wow. you're gonna. You can't be, you know, flapped by who's there, or who's watching, or whatever. True. <sighs> so yeah, uh,
0: I usually ask each guest this question, and it usually opens up a lot of different things. Is uh, where are you right now with your confidence? But we have to put it on the Kanye West confidence. Oh. <laughs> So it goes from college dropout to now. Yeah. Okay. College dropout is number one, so that's the most confident.
1: College dropout's the most confident? The most. Do you feel like he's getting decreasingly confident? No, as I his... just
0: feel like everybody says that he seemed like he was the most confident <laughs> at that time. Yeah,
1: that's interesting because he also, like, his artistry evolved so much that it's like, if he's hyper-confident in the beginning, th- did he just need to be that confident to be able to be, like, talk himself into being a genius?
0: Hey, Never know, but I'm pretty sure. I think he was already there. To be yeah, he <laughs> was already him. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, where am I? It's like, and maybe the, I mean I think that's a good question because hip hop does help me feel more confident. Mm. You know, or like I want to achieve like Rihanna levels of fuckitness where I don't even care at all. You know about about. I think that what you're asking is like, how much do I still care what people think about me? Ooh. You know, and. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just answer with
1: an album, man. Oh, album. <laughs> I mean, probably the life of Pablo, I guess, mm-hmm. just because I love that. And it's kind of spiritual, which is like, I'm still sort of using that as a crutch to feel more <laughs> confident, you know, you put your Psalm nose band on. I just like <laughs> ultralight beam <laughs> and I feel like I'm in the right spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think God has like something to do True. with this I'm pretty and that's another thing I struggle to talk about on stage mm-hmm. because like I feel like the common American sentiment is that religion's dumb mm-hmm. I don't know or that's what it, like kind of the culture I was raised in weirdly but um, I don't know I think I, I think Connie it's well, kind of interesting you
0: know, to go from like that idea of religion to even bring it into something that you're doing like something you, like, I would like to think your comedy is intimate with you, so you can yeah. bring that into, I don't know, interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I think that it's like, when I'm tapped in and I feel like God, I mean, I don't think God would be mad at me for talking about sex, like, <laughs> especially if, like, I'm a channel of God, and how could I be if, like, I'm saying it? Well, <laughs> and then God sense. is actually saying it, to a certain degree, you right. know? That makes sense. I don't where you're coming from. Yeah. There. So, I know, I love that Kanye's, like, who just I love that he's so um has so much trust he has so much faith in himself Mm -hmm. you know in his in his vision and and just I mean obviously he's a human with but I think that it's like i just love like watching him evolve Mm -hmm. and 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 just continue to surprise us and we're like the Sunday service thing he's doing is incredible I you know and
0: and it's something (laughs) that I think um We've probably never seen a hip-hop artist right. do before. Right. Now, I think that's interesting to see how um, he's been able to take his influence as far as that goes and bring mm-hmm. it into, like you said, something like religion. Mm-hmm. But most people probably don't even think about religion. Mm-hmm. In the way. Or mm-hmm. they don't think in religion in the way that we think about religion, right. if that makes sense. Right. Um, but yeah, that is to turn pop songs the damn gospel right. songs sure. it's, it's, it's pretty cool
1: yeah I mean I remember when Chance did SNL mm-hmm. and he was talking about like he he references like Jesus I think and then he's then he acknowledged in the performance that it was radical that he was talking about Christianity right. on but SNL we'll probably don't even
0: Think about it that way either. It's like religion has become so much a part of our culture, or it's not so much. Right, depends on where you're paying attention to it. Right, that's the way I feel about it. But
1: yeah, no, but I think like a lot of this, like I think Cardi B talks about God a lot too, and I think that to have that kind of faith in yourself, in your capabilities, there has to be some tie to something bigger than yourself, and like when I'm really believing that this is my destiny and my purpose, and, like, then opportunities just continue to happen and unfold mm-hmm, for me. Like, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's nuts that it's only been two years, but, like, the way that it's happening, I do right. think, is sort of, like, divinely ordained in, to some <laughs> degree. You know what I mean? Because, like, and I think because I believe that is why it's happening, and why it's happening is why I believe that, and all those things are linked up, you know?
0: Yeah, but uh, another thing I ask each guest... You had three things. You tell someone just starting something now. If it's doing comedy, if it's writing a book, if it's starting do something that was creative—fashion, music, Mm -hmm. anything. What are three things you tell a person starting something?
1: Starting a creative project. Yes. Or starting anything. Anything. I would. uh, Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I think the thing that I'm still trying to do, and what I would recommend, is just getting clarity Mm -hmm. around at least an initial mission statement, you know, like, I want to perform in the clubs. (laughs) Even, like, however long that takes. Like, I feel like having the words, like, clear, you know. So clarity, finding clarity um, would be one about why you're even compelled to do it. Um, I would say also, like, grace in terms of Accepting where you are at in the process, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't just jump ahead to an arena which you can you know write every day and right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So okay, clarity, grace, and giving yourself grace and probably mm-hmm. hmm. I would also say, like, treating it with a level of professionalism, because people respond really well to that. You know, when you write a really professional email about your dates avails, they respond because they see that you're taking yourself seriously and how you're approaching them for the opportunity. Right. And, um, you know, even, like, I guess it's, like, act the part, you know, like, show up as if it's happening until it's happening. Right. You know, maybe that's why college dropout was like he was Trying like, I'm here be. now. <laughs> <laughs> and a, then we were like, that's, yes you ooh, are
0: yeah, and that's <laughs> thing. Like for, him, for me and talking to the people about that and then one uh guess that I had on uh, not Muhammad. She's like, well, maybe that's what he was just most confident. I was like, yeah, because he was working six, seven years producing platinum albums, not just tracks, mm-hmm. albums <laughs> for people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I can also do this. Mm-hmm. And now we get to the point where he's like, well, I can do this. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can be so successful at all these different things. Then right, you, know, you got to give you know your credit where credit is due. But right,
1: right. That's like your other team thing. You were like, if that other team really did think that y'all were better than them... It probably wouldn't be no point in their Right, the exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: Because the only reason why I said this I was at a point where... You know, I did play a lot of teams that were better than us on paper and then, like, to hang with them or even just, like, just recently Miami opened. That's saw I played it. Miami opened up at uh, Iowa mm-hmm. in the first half, and I've been in those games. where you're in the game, you, you got a chance, you got a chance, and then it just weighs on your life. Then that team just becomes who they are. Right. Now, what we're talking about in terms of comedy is like, okay, you're good. If you're good writing every day with your dog on right. your shoulder trying uh-huh. to give you advice, it's uh-huh. like, not saying that my dog speaks to me, just somebody <laughs> does. Jumps,
1: just my dog writes and, all my right? jokes,
0: right? <laughs> 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 like, you literally just, like you said, competing for attention, like, right. since you're doing something, you just sure. walk, jump on you, or like, literally right. jump on your lap to. Be a puppy. Right. Whatever. But that idea is like if you're a pretty solid there, then yeah. maybe you'll just become who you are. As Denny Green would say, I don't know if you know anything about the Chicago Bears, the Bears, mm-hmm. who we thought they were.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> Yeah.
0: You know, something like, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like you said, too putting together sure. a good set and then having a bad set for the first opening show and then just killing it for the rest of the week. Right, right, right. It became Page Blur.
1: Right. <laughs> I feel like I started the week. I mean, that week was all over the place, but to be honest. But it's okay, you know, like.
0: A lot of different things.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. But, I mean, but, like, I will say, going from that stage to then hosting Comedy Bar last night, there was, like, a new level of confidence because I kind of, like, endured something, you know. There's, like, always these new challenges. Like, the first time I did a roast show last August... That was brutal like it it hurt you know and it was hard and then it's like well i guess i've done that like now you know or like the first time you do 15 minutes you're like look mm-hmm. i can do 15 right. you know or like oh, x y and z new thing that you're doing you know and that's where it's like talking about a new thing or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is like you just get more seasoned
0: you and you but grow yeah. into it and you
1: grow into it
0: um, we're at exactly an hour perfect well, this has been ceremony. such a treat <laughs> thank you for coming to be on the show because you could have said no uh, why <laughs> I would i though
1: yeah. i'm glad we had the opportunity to connect thanks for you having me
0: definitely gotta have you on again and if you want to put your social media out there or okay. your upcoming shows are you thinking yeah
1: okay well um with. definitely follow me on instagram that's where i do post a lot of hip-hop songs in my story actually okay. with Thirst traps usually, but. And dope ass cars and, and <laughs> cars and dogs and photos of me performing and blah, blah, True. blah. And that's it. Um, at page underscore blur, B L U R R. My last name is Blair, but I go by blur online mm-hmm. for my job. And uh, yeah, I post my monthly calendar on there, also on Facebook, same name. And um, yeah, but Instagram's probably the, the most common spot.
0: Yep. That's where uh, I spent a
1: lot of time, too much time. <laughs> Thank you for
0: having me, Jordan. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Once again, thank you for checking out another episode of It's Your World. Again, I'm your host, Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Uptown. Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Dane Allen, a.k.a. Big Buckets Brown. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at It's Your World Pod underscore. You can also find us on Facebook as well. You can like the page on Facebook. And if you enjoy the show, tell someone about the show. Let them know that they need to hear an episode. Go back, and listen to some older ones. Let me know how you feel about those. And lastly, but not least, most importantly, if you want to follow Paige Blair on social media, you can find her on Instagram and Twitter at Paige, P-A-I-G-E underscore Blair, B-L-U-R-R on Instagram and Twitter. I also have a show coming up on September 26th at 10 p.m. at the Ashbury Comedy Cafe, that's 89.95 Archer Ave in Willow Springs, Illinois. Uh, that's a show I'll be on. So I'll be posting the information for that very soon. So stay tuned for that. And um, hopefully you come check out the show and enjoy. Um, yeah, so I'm going to let you guys ride out on the tail end of this episode with a little bit more of the uh, Sunday service footage that I took. And hopefully you enjoy Thanks for checking out the podcast, guys. I um hope to talk to you next week. For you, I, you I will feel their questions. I will feel them. No one
1: can judge. Gina, I've been this way since Arthur was in EDA. Now they wanna hit me with the U the... trying to sell
0: photos of family. My daughter looks just like Thea. You can feel the lyrics and spirit coming.